There's a lot to say when buying a new home or car, but only one thing to say that can help you protect them. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And just like that, a State Farm agent will be there to help you choose the coverage you need, no matter where you are in life. When you need coverage options, your State Farm agent is there to help, on the phone or in person. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash Wondery and use code Wondery for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash Wondery, code Wondery. Welcome to the Nerdist Podcast number 11. All right, so this is a lot of fun. Uh, I was in New York a month ago doing stand-up at uh, Comics. And what's great about going to New York is that I get to see comics that I love that I don't ever get to see the rest of the year because they live there and I live in L.A. So uh, this is a twofer. Uh, I crammed in uh, two comics into one podcast right before one of the shows. So the first one will be Eugene Merman, who was amazing. Uh, and then after that, uh, God's Pottery, who uh, also who opened for me for the, for the entire week. So uh, you will hear a very subtle transition in between the two. And uh, you'll get a twofer. So enjoy Eugene Merman and God's Pottery. Also want to say that uh, May 11th in Los Angeles will be the second Nerdist Podcast Live. It's going to be an all-musical show with Paul and Storm and uh, Mike Furman, who's half a hard and firm, and then also Tom Lennon of Reno 911, and a special guest who I can't mention but is mega awesome. So you can get details for that at Nerdist.com. So enough of my blabbing, and uh, here's Nerdist Podcast number 11 with Eugene Merman, and then subsequently, God's Pottery. Now entering Nerdist.com. Let's do it. So uh, we're starting the. Probably get to uh, the bathroom there. Yeah. Make sure you get a sound in the bathroom. Matt Myra has just arrived. Matt Myra might have a harrowing tale of journeying. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm just going to Queens accidentally. Just have my headphones on. And... Does anyone go there on purpose? I don't even know the city. Morning. I'm just making a regional joke. We're we recording and eating. Yeah, we just just That's came fun. in. Yeah. Um, we're in the green room at Comics um, doing a show tonight, and one of the guest sets is Eugene Merman, who I've been friends with for many years, and I adore, and um, you're one of my favorite comedians, Eugene Merman. And Thank I, you. I have your... Chris Hardwood. I listen to your... C- I listen to your... I'm not even a CD, your Digibum, uh, your digital offering. Yeah. Um, and uh, it was fantastic. Fucking Thank fantastic. Thank you. So, um, are you getting ready for something that you're um, doing a drop-in spot? Uh, I'm... Just making a tape, like a five-minute tape to, like you used to send to Kimmel, uh-huh. and then uh, whoever else puts comics on television. But I think that's <laughs> just Kimmel. It's not a lot. Do you, hey Matt, do you want to plug the headphones in just to make yeah, sure yeah. the mic's on? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, it's not. You know, there are those great days when you know every show, like you could, like comics could do the rounds on any show, and then now it just sort of feels like. Um, yeah, there's not really a lot of comedy on the late night shows anymore. Like you see it maybe once a week occasionally, right. but it's not it's certainly not what it was. Yeah. But luckily there's channels devoted to it entirely. 
<laughs> so everything's fine. Really, just the one. Yes. Well, USA. TMT, right? USA. Yeah. 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 TBS. We know funny. They do know. Funny. I, I think. I think. Is that what they know? That's what. That's what they claim to know. Yeah, but they stuff. claim to be very funny. I didn't know they actually. I think for a while they were doing it. I think for a while part of it was. Hey, we're a comedy telethon, and we're calling up, and someone would be like, oh, yeah. my dog just shit on my cake, is that funny? And they'd be like, hang on, yep, that's funny. And TNT, TNT has knows that drama. weird thing. Yeah. Yeah. TNT knows drama, USA welcomes characters. <laughs> um, no, wait, USA characters welcome. welcome. Characters welcome. Yeah. yeah. So Especially minorities. Yep, <laughs> any kind of crazy character. Yeah. Um, to the television industry, minorities are by default characters. They're, they are goofballs. Uh, in the television industry, in the world, we're not saying that as part of our credo, Move. but we're saying as far as TV is we concerned, we don't make TV; we just watch it. We just we just yeah. consume it. We just consume racist Their television. Fault. Some people consume racist television. We <laughs> frown at it, but consume it uh, at the same time. Um, do you? So yeah, I would have thought. Where I mean, you, I feel like you have a great following. People know who you are. I, I'm I'm surprised that they make you send in a tape anymore. They're not just well. Like, hey, I never I've never on. done uh, the show. Oh really? I mean, uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. That, I mean, no one. It's not like I'm, my hand is being forced. I like <laughs> I'd like to do a thing, and I'm making a tape and sending it. Like it's not. Uh, you know, it's not like how dare you? Right. You I wrote jokes in my head, and I'll show you them when they're airing. <laughs> Are you finding it hard to whittle down a five minute set? Like um. I don't know. We'll find out tonight. I mean, I think that what I... I have a lot of stuff that involves, like, little pieces of paper and stuff. Yeah. And I have some stuff that's just me talking. So I don't know if shows will put on someone being like, I brought these weird pieces of paper, but maybe. Well, if you're, if you're submitting to Kimmel, he he likes... I mean, we did Hard and Firm. We did a couple Hard yeah. and Firm sets on Kimmel, and he's... You know, he's had on people like Eddie Pepitone and Todd Glass, and they, he's left them do yeah. experimental stuff. The only yeah. problem... The only... Like the, the the thing that you can face uh, with the Kimmel audience is that um, the the immediate studio audience, and I apologize to anyone who's listened to this podcast who's been in the Kimmel studio audience, there's <laughs> a lot of mouth breathers. Like they they kind of wander in off Hollywood Boulevard, right across from mm-hmm. Hollywood and Highland, which is a big touristy complex, yeah. and where all those people dress up in superhero outfits and take pictures of people. Yeah, and. You know, they get into the studio, and it's just, there's lights, and a band, and famous people, and they just don't know where to focus. Like, it can be a little hard to focus that that crowd. I mean, I've, I, the first time we went on, we played our American Dinosaur song, and I think people cheered more every time they heard the word America than, than actually, <laughs> that we were talking about dinosaurs. And then the second time, we did our Spanish heart song, El Corazon, and... They, they didn't. They were just sort of like. Well, I, eh. I mostly look forward to trying to kill in front of uh, homeless people and tourists. Yep. <laughs> if you can get that crowd, yeah, if you get the right spot. Then, then, yeah, then I can appeal to all of America. Homeless word of mouth is where it starts, and there's a trickle down effect because oh, they catch the rails and they spread it throughout the country. That's right. I mean, I find you know any any crazy thing that you hear a homeless person say to themselves, they're just redoing a bit that they liked. Exactly. So that's actually what you got to keep in <laughs> that's, mind. That's how you know you've succeeded. Yep. When homeless people mumble the Hilarious. things you noticed about a mall. Crazy pigeons <laughs> uh, fucked my eye holes. Oh, I think that was a Pat Oswalt bit. Oh, yes. thank you, homeless guy. I would love it if that's where it turned out he got all his tags. And <laughs> <laughs> he like sits in the park writing shit down, being like, perfect, that's how it describes sex. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I have an NPR chunk now. Um, 
but I, I've, I've, I've often been envious of the New York comedians because you guys can actually go up multiple times a night for an, an audiences of people and you know right like if you go up more than a couple times a week in LA I feel like it's a goddamn victory really is it that hard can't yeah. you just keep going before sketch troops at UCB <laughs> <laughs> there are there are rooms but they don't you know like they don't have an audience no. or, or they have an audience but it's they're all it's just not yeah I mean, just scattered and uh, desolate LA, it's LA, hard to you, travel around. LA, you have to know where you, you have to go up places on purpose. You don't just right. stumble into places like in New York. So it's it's a little bit more of a challenge. So when you, you know you come out here, you get to perform a couple shows in a night, and you're like, oh right, right, it can be this way. Right. So uh, well, you're all invited to move here. Yay! <laughs> I'm sure the other comics will love that. Yeah. Especially you get down to the comedy cellar. And which I've never I've never performed at the comedy cellar. I actually never have either. And the one time I was going to ask, one of the regular comedy cellar performers was like, "Don't even fucking try." It's like it's like a clo- <laughs> it's like a closed community here, you know, just kind of chest butting, mm-hmm. you know, but conversationally. And I was like, you know, I don't. That's not really the vibe that I want to, you know. You come you come to a place like comics where we're at now, and. It's just a really nice vibe. Like the room is gorgeous and the food right. is good and the people seem nice and right. Though I've heard that in the stuff I've seen at the cellar that it's one of I don't know that it's uh, I guess pleasant is the wrong word to describe it. <laughs> um, but where it's like a good like I've seen people try really weird stuff there. Mm-hmm. I mean I know that it's sort of clicky and clubby mm-hmm. and stuff. But in terms of but you you have a chance of genuinely seeing something good while probably at like another comedy club mm-hmm. uh, you would see only terrible stuff <laughs> <laughs> like meeting of that kind of thing where they put on like eight ten comics in a night that sort of right you know well that's that's LA comedy you can't do you know you really can't do more than uh, 15 like 15 is really kind of pushing it right at, at, at that's when you're an people. asshole <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, man, the mat did fucking 15 minutes you believe that I didn't see the light <laughs> um, but how you know how how have you how's your following? I mean, like, like they're, they're so powerful. I feel like <laughs> I feel like there are Mermanites all over the place. Like when I when I travel other places, when mm-hmm. I when I go to other towns, and people will come up and they'll talk to me about other comics they like, and your name always comes up. I uh, you know they exist. Uh, I think they they I mean they can hide. <laughs> um, I mean, for me, often it, like I'll come to a town to do a show. And then I'll run into people who are like, I didn't know you were doing a show in town. So mm-hmm. that's always my problem, figuring out how to let the people who would have wanted to know. Are you, how do you feel, are you using social networking tools? Oh my god, I sure am. I mean, and I keep texting people. I'll come to a city, <laughs> and I'll, I'll text all the numbers that I see all over the place. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean, uh, yeah, I use, I use them. You um, primarily rock clubs too, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, people come out. I mean, I, uh, what I mean to say is... No one sees you ever. I perform to no one all over this great country. Why do you... And then when I walk out of the club, everyone's like, what are you doing in our city? Yeah. Um, I'm doing comedy. Oh, we'll do it now for free. Yes. No. No, I have a sweet following. Uh, I have no idea. I, yeah, I, I uh, you know, I love social... No, media. I mean, I do like Twitter and stuff. Um, what uh, you were touring? You were, were you opening for Hodgman? 
for a while? No. Were you performing with Hodgson? I've certainly you done you a bunch. with Concords. I mean, like there was. Some... I toured with Concords. That's yeah. what it was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I did that uh, in the Midwest. Then I did the LA show, um, but that was super fun. Those shows were great. Oh, I'll bet. Yeah, yeah. Better than cake. Um, for for comedy, yeah. yeah. I mean, better yeah. than touring in general. Though I tour with bands. Cake the, uh, cake the band or cake, cake the, the food? band. He yeah. opened up for just an awesome. I for a really delicious uh, <laughs> and like suckling pig. It was just guys. Like I'm, gonna, I'm gonna get to your headline uh, entree in a second, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Before I do, <laughs> I would love to tour opening for delicious. I loved. Foods. I loved uh, when, when I was when I still worked at MTV and used to drink heavily. I got obnoxiously drunk with John McRae from yeah. Cake uh, a couple times and super super yeah cool yeah guy. he's a great guy I mean when I go to San Francisco I see him still I toured with him a few years ago but yeah he's a great guy how did their fans how did, how did their fans take you um, it was actually it was Cake Tegan and Sarah and Gogo Bordello and oh. then me I'm seeing and the way it would work is I could go up at the very beginning and do whatever mm-hmm. and then like a, and then Tegan and Sarah would play and then I could do like like less before uh, them, less and then jokes. when it was time to go on before cake, people were just chanting cake. Right. <laughs> so it was sort of impossible. Like John was like, "Oh, you should do something before us," and then like you'd walk out, and I'd be like, "How is it?" This? And then cake, cake, cake. <laughs> and I'd be like, "All right, I'm gonna just introduce cake because it's pointless." Yeah. To because I mean, there's people who are like are listening and there's people who aren't listening and then there's people who are chanting a word. Right. And once they're at the chanting a word stage, it's just, it's too far gone. I heard to, a, like, talk about noticing things. Yeah, I heard uh, Bobcat uh, Goldthwait tell a story about opening up for Nirvana where he said it was, like, the most miserable thing. He'd go up, he'd try and say stuff, people would just yell and throw shit at him. Yeah. And, like, and, and, like nail him pretty hard and then, like, he'd, like, try and say jokes and he'd look on the side and, like, Kurt Cobain would be cracking up and, like, he'd, like, he'd, he'd, he'd get <laughs> off he's like, He's like, I'm sorry, man. I really bummed me. And Kurt would be like, No, it's perfect. It's exactly why I wanted you here. Right. I mean, the the stuff I've done with bands has generally been pretty. Like Modest Mouse, I toured with them. Oh, how was that? That was good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was in smaller clubs in Florida, maybe like five, six years ago. But uh, other than two shows, which were slightly terrible, everything actually was pretty good. But you really like, you know, you can only do a certain amount. Uh, unless I guess you're you're maybe very famous potentially, but still, right? You, even that, like, really, there's only so much that people who came to see music are willing to a, hear someone talk. It's a different kind of paying attention, you know. It's yeah. uh, it's like when you're seeing a band, uh, you'll pay attention, but you can still talk to your friend every once in a while while the band's yeah. playing. But it's like, and that's the kind of like attitude you take going to the show. But then when there's comedy, it's like, and you got to be quiet. Or you have to be very captivating as a comic yeah, for exactly. a brief amount of time. Well, and it's, it's interesting to see who. Like, who has cool fans and who has just kind of, like... Yeah. Like, aggressive, shitty fans. Like, I uh, I have some friends who opened for um, Tenacious D. Right. And they said it was super rough. Right. Because, you know... Neil Hamburger did. Neil Hamburger amongst did. Amongst others. And, and I guess it was just... It was just... Uh, they only wanted to see Tenacious D, and there was right. no... They did not give... They did not want to be bothered with anyone else, even right. though you would think... Oh, Tenacious D, like, fart, uh, fart? Uh, they have fart fans. They have the fartest fans. <laughs> you would think so that fart. farty fans would really like stand-up comedy. Um, I mean, I try to do that. I mean, though I still tour, like, theaters and, and, and music places a lot more than comedy clubs. In fact, yeah. comics is one of the few clubs that I sort of do regularly. Um, 
you know, I, I don't do it as much with bands. I mostly do it with other comics, like comedians of comedy, or mm -hmm. like you know, touring with. I toured with Showalter a lot. Oh yeah, you were doing, you, you, you did the you did the the cool uh, drafting uh, for comedians of comedy. For what were those oh, yeah. tours like? Did those were really fun. I mean, music venues in general are sort of more fun than comedy club venues because everyone coming to see you there is coming on purpose. Like mm -hmm. nobody goes like, I wonder what the comedy is at right. this music club right. unless you know it's there. Yeah. Right. So you end up getting people who are genuinely very into comedy, into a specific style of comedy. You know, I mean, that's, you know, the, the problem sometimes with comedy clubs where they are, you know, trying to appeal to the lowest common denominator. Not Comics New York, of course, which is... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Creme de la creme. Right. But, uh, I've already said that comics is pretty good. I think we know that. <laughs> We've given enough. I've comics. even said the cellar is pleasant, but have I said New York Comedy Club is good? I don't think I have done that. No. It's interfering. Oh, it is no. a little bit? No. I should have got it. Let me go on the it's airplane mode. mode. No, it's not. I have a phone in my pocket, and my leg is made of radio waves. <laughs> is that interfering? It's awkward. Did, uh, did you hear that from a homeless person? Are you still? Yeah, that, Zach? I'm still. Um, uh, what was I going to ask? I, I had a great point that I really wanted to launch into about your touring, or ah, fuck it, we can talk about something else. But you were sure. you were great on the John Oliver show. And that was really fun. Those, it's very. I don't think people realize it is very difficult to shoot comedy. And have it come off well. You just, right. It's a very difficult thing to capture, and they did such an amazing job. They did actually a good job, and it's funny they like edited and switched things around a little bit, but they actually did a great job. My greatest fear with the like half hour special was because sometimes that the, the they'll cut like cut it at random, or like sometimes they'll be like, okay, we'll keep this and then remove a tag or setup or whatever. Yeah, and sure, they didn't yeah. do that at all. And with John Oliver's also like it was great, it, but it is very hard. And you're always nervous. That they'll certainly show people laughing, but the people at home will be like, why are they laughing? This didn't make sense. Well, what's funny is what I notice on a lot of comedy specials, and this was not the case for John Oliver, but they'll cut to an audience member who is expressionless. And right. they're like, yeah. why would you do that? I mean, I'm right. sure they needed an edit point, but yeah. to just cut to a... Like, yeah. you, you couldn't get some B-roll of some fucking guy laughing and then cut to that? There was a, in like a, my Live at Gotham appearance, they cut to a guy that was laughing. And like, you know, I'm not saying that it wasn't funny, but he was laughing too hard at what I just said. And <laughs> well, I didn't believe it. Well, it's probably because they use random, it's not like, they use random laughs. Like they take a laugh yeah. from a yeah. joke to from put another, on your, from another they'll spectrum. tell you like, act like it's going well regardless because we can always sweeten it right you know and they'll also say like oh you can redo a joke but the truth is the idea of coming back out to like say a joke you already told again right it's nothing could feel more false it already is false to pretend you're having a one-way conversation that's all funny yeah <laughs> right let alone to do it twice in a row yeah. when we Matt Bronger, uh, his power went out during his uh lab of gotham parents and then so he had to restart his set because it glitched like whatever he had already taped. Uh, and then it happened again. Uh, that's how off the hook he is. He fucking <laughs> just blows everything. Weirdly that didn't happen to Sinbad when he taped his outside in the wind. <laughs> <laughs> when they when we did it when when we did the Hard and Firm half hour, the other other comic who was shooting his half hour at the same time, um, he went short. And so they made him come out and do like another eight minutes. Oh my god. Oh, he only, did like, 20, he only did like 22 minutes. 22 minutes. Oh, the actual uh, amount. Yeah, yeah he, he did special. like 22 minutes, and they're like, uh, you gotta go back out and do like, you know, like eight more minutes. So we had to come back out. Did he have, like, like, he had eight more minutes of stuff he wanted to do? Yeah, he just, I think he just kind of 
was just wrapped. I don't know if he was nervous. I don't know what happened. He right. just wrapped it up early right. to the point where he was like, all right, thank you, good night. And everyone was like, what the fuck is he? <laughs> what, right. Why is he not still telling jokes wow. out there? Because they're very thorough. Like, they make sure yeah. you have the time and you have to, you know, to sit down with lawyers and go over your set and actually say to a say to a panel of adults. Yeah, I had an awesome... Or, or go I mean, on. Is this is this like you saying something filthy and you have to say it very seriously to like a, like a bunch of adults where you go, can I say gayer than come on a mustache? And then you know you have a lawyer say yes. Um, you know we'll probably bleep out come like, but it's very factual. I had I had this thing where I had a line and it was uh, ready your brain mouth for my mind penis and they were like how many words are between mouth and penis? Wow. And then they called like there were 12 like 10 12 people in front of me and they called someone higher up to go like or, or a lawyer or whoever it was but literally like they couldn't decide they were like we have to take this to the next level and called someone and they were like we'll have to beep penis so now as a result in my special it seems actually like i said cock yeah. and not penis, Way worse. because yeah. why would you because at home you'd be like well it's not like you'd ever beep the word penis you right. must be beeping something much worse yeah they told me that i had uh, the word glory hole in my set on Comedy central and they said well we're gonna have to beep out glory i said well that means they'll everyone will think oh, i've said asshole and it won't make sense it'll be a completely different joke and so i said well, can i say hole of glory and they're like yeah, that's fine <laughs> so it's uh, weird. You know, standards and practices, there's no, like, hard and fast rules. No. And technically, cable does not fall under the same rules of the, F of, of the right, network right. FCC. They just do it willingly for their advertisers. But it's funny it's that true. it really just depends on the mood. You know, like on WebSoup, I, 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 will I will go in and have these very serious discussions with the standards <laughs> and practices people. Like, can I say... Um, tight pussy hole if there's a picture of a cat squeezing through a dog door and they're like well if you yeah same with you John if you if you space out pussy and hole you know and yeah. it's just these insane. and you say and you mean space out with other words or you mean pause and go like pussy hole <laughs> like, you mean that because don't go up on the last you can you can that's too rapey it's too uh, rapey to say it that way I do I do like that there will be intonation like yeah. that that's part of it don't smile and show your teeth when you say it <laughs> but I think it's funny that someone will go home at the end of their work day and be like yeah I feel a lot of dick calls today for my television job that actually yeah. is the idea that all day long people are like calling you and being like, okay, can I sh say I'm going to shit in your mouth? No. Okay, well, can I, what if I said, uh, I'm going to shit on you, near your mouth? Like, on your stuff. <laughs> near. Just give yeah. up. No, 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 we got to work on It's not the preposition or the location yeah. that we're worried about. Um, it's, it's not, yeah, it's, it's where. It's mouth, <laughs> exactly. It's mouth shitting gay. Okay, so I can shit on someone's knee. Yeah, that's not a thing people normally do. Yeah. So you can, there, you can do an effective amount of knee shitting. <laughs> do your par are you, your parents are Russian? Yeah, yeah, we all are. Do I mean, not all of us like you guys, but meaning me and that's my parents. That's not how it works. God, Russians think everyone's yeah, Russian. Yeah, yeah. Right the now. second you, you are born Russian, all of us are together in this journey. It's like radioactivity where just me being in an area. <laughs> Am I 30% more Russian? Yeah. If someone came because in with a Because I irradiated, irradiated you with my And you'd see the needle go up and you'd hear leftover genital radiation. Oh. <laughs> exactly. Do they? Do your parents uh, understand? I don't know. I mean, I've never heard you talk about your parents. Do they understand what you do? Do they get your humor? Do they... Yeah. I mean, they don't... How Russian are they? They're so Russian. Because you were born in Russia. Yeah, yeah, I was. And then came here with just a bunch of blinis and... Uh-huh. <laughs> and a dream in your heart. A dream. Some some caviar and a dream. Um, yeah, they understand it. I mean, you know, they, they 
I mean, we've been here for like 30-something years. Uh-huh. Um, and by 30-something, I think I mean the exactly 30. Oh. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, so it's not like they watch tons of comedy, right. <laughs> like stand-up. But, uh, they, yeah, they speak English to, and get it. And Do you, you, do you know, speak Russian? Yeah, I do. I speak Russian to them. Have you ever performed in Russia? No, but one thing I'd like to do, in case anyone wealthy is listening, um, is do a documentary of going back to Russia for the first time. Well, I hear that in Russia, comedy performs you. Is that true? <laughs> <laughs> I think performs is a strong word, but yeah. It's definitely a threat. I w- I w- I'm interested to hear about this. So, so what, like, what, are the, what are the sort of social dynamics for, for comedy? In, in Russia? Yeah. Um, you know, I've watched some Russian stand-up on TV, mm-hmm. or not on TV, on the internet. <laughs> right. And um, it's funny, it's like, well, in a sense, because they didn't, it's not like they've had stand-up like we did for as long, so some of it is, you know, one-man showy, some of it is just, I guess, the sketch, like, sort of sketchy or weird, like, some of it is crazy, and then some of it is very, like, hokey, mm-hmm. where, you know, and we're just like it's people inventing stand-up as they're doing it one of the funniest things though i saw was someone doing what essentially was pretty normalish stand-up and then the they it was on, it was like there on tv and i said on on uh, the internet but they kept cutting to the wings where there were people in weird costumes watching and laughing and you know the way that here you cut to the audience in this they periodically cut to the wings but they would but people would change so you'd all of a sudden see like a guy in a bunny suit laughing and then they'd cut away and then they'd cut to someone with like a monocle in a tuxedo <laughs> and, and these people were just hanging out it wasn't like it wasn't meant to be funny it wasn't part of the joke right. it was just like they were showing like people hanging out and like the performers watch each other like it was that tone wow. but as a result it was so funny because <laughs> they would also show the regular audience and show the stand-up um, but I don't really know I mean part of it would be that if I went there I would explore what comedy is like there you know it certainly probably isn't it, it, it's it, like you probably couldn't have nearly the kind of political comedy we have because right. you'd be murdered <laughs> <laughs> but um you know, yeah, I don't know. I think a lot of it, you're allowed to be as homophobic as you want from yeah, what well, gather. That's, well, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's like, like Eddie Murphy's Raw. So that's good. Yeah, yeah exactly. They're just, just inventing Eddie Murphy Raw. He's just getting over there. It's, yeah. like, it's a fucking, it's, it's like Deadwood of comedy over in Russia. Like, now's yeah. the time to get over there and yeah. start to. Exactly. Start the money that could be made from me doing. But I could, I've never performed in Russian, though I would, I think, if I went there, do it. Do um, you know how faggots like to touch men's penises where they pee? Good night to you! <laughs> Sorry, by the way, I apologize for doing a Russian accent in front of you. That was probably very rude. How good was, was uh, You know, on a scale of ten. Right. On a scale that allows for no other numbers. It's ten to ten. It is a ten, which I won't say how good or bad it is. The scale is a ten At the same only. time, the best and the worst. Exactly. You see how sneaky I am? It's a single-digit scale. Exactly. Brilliant. Brilliant. Um, so what uh, are, is there... Why don't, what's, your, what's sort of your process? I mean, like, do you have a specific process, or is it just like... Uh, do you sit down to write, or do you just... I do, yeah, I do... I mean, I sort of do a variety of things. I'll sit down to write. I'll go someplace, like, to a cafe or something or walk around or, mm-hmm. you know, I think I try a variety of things. I wrote a book, and when I did that, I'd often, which I wouldn't do for stand-up, like, I'd go, like, to some place, like, you know, I went to, like, Seattle for a week or I wrote somewhere. Like, I'd go mm-hmm. up to Amherst, Mass. a lot and write there. Um, Why Amherst, Mass? Uh, he's from Boston, so he know he's a mess. I'll tell you. I'll be honest with you. At the time, my girlfriend lived there. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I would go, but I would right, like go and enough. stay for like a week, you know, as opposed it's pretty to pretty boring there. Uh, well, not if you have to write a book. I guess it is if you want to stay up till four, partying. <laughs> but it isn't if what you'd like to do is hang out with your girlfriend and write a book. That's right. Then it's All right, perfect. fair enough. Okay. I also went to school there. I went to Hampshire College. Oh, did you? Okay. Um, so I like it there, even though I agree it can be dull. My my um, my experience with uh, with a Russian. I, it was, to be fair, he was a Russian open mic comic. Mm-hmm. But when I was in college, um, I was in this stand-up comedy club mm-hmm. where we'd meet once a week and help each other flesh out material and then you know a couple times a year we'd perform in the dorms and there was this one guy started coming to meetings I don't even know if he was a student at UCLA but he was in his 50s and I feel like his name was Dimitri and it was not Dimitri Martin and um, no one could ever understand anything he was saying but he would end all of his jokes with the word pussy ah! like that was the punch where he'd go and over here, this guy is coming up to me, and I like this where the pussy. And he really <laughs> hit that word hard. Would it work? We thought it was hilarious, maybe not for the intended reason, but right, it was right. gorgeous. Oh, um, that's so funny. And then, um, and then he stopped. He stopped coming. I don't know if he's still. Do you think he still does stand up? I think yes. He's the pussy comic. <laughs> uh, he could be huge, uh, huge in Russia right now. Huge pussy comic. Huge pussy comic. Yeah. Which is different than having a huge pussy and being a comic. That is totally different. <laughs> that is, that is, that is, it's, it's stylistically different. <laughs> um, what? Uh, so what are you going to do for the show tonight? You're just you're just doing just a five-minute do set, which I'm sorry. You're just doing stand-up? <laughs> no, no, no. That's all. I mean, I. it's not like, uh, let me do an hour. I mean, are you reading letters? Or are you? Are you uh, reading... I'm going to tell a few jokes, like a few jokey jokes. <laughs> and then I'm going to show a little pamphlet that I received. Uh, uh, while I was walking down the street. And then I will do something involving little notes on napkins. Excellent. So we were I, I, before, I inter- before I hijacked your, your writing story with Pussy Comic, mm-hmm. um, we were talking a little about your process. So, yeah. you know, like what, when you're, when you're writing stand-up, you do sit down to write stand-up. Yeah. I mean, and also, you know, I'll sit down to write it, and then often I'll, like, go for a walk or something and think about it and mumble to myself. Mm-hmm. And then I'll write down what I've mumbled. And then... <laughs> You know, I try a variety of things. I think, like, I sometimes, like, doing only one thing, I feel stagnant. So I think I do a variety of stuff to write. Yeah, and your act reflects that because you do a variety of stuff in your your performance. Yeah. And do you you feel like you're kind of getting to a point where you're, you're going to shows and people are requesting stuff or, like... No, you know, I will say that, no, I don't think... Uh, rarely... Or people don't really request stuff. Though I always find that funny. I mean, I totally get it. Yeah. Why you would request a thing, but it's also like it's a joke you've heard. Right. Like I feel self-conscious about doing stuff. I think the audience has heard. Right. Um. But yes, I mean, on a rare occasion, people request stuff, but not really. I mean, it's amazing. Like you, you do all. You literally are like when I think about you and your comedy, I think like, oh, he will. He's not afraid to do any kind of anything to get across. Right, you know, a funny idea. Well, when I was in Amherst, a place some find dull, others adore. Yes, uh, which is on the billboard. <laughs> Matt Myra uh, loves Dave Matthews Band. So you know what? You can use that on a scale. All right. Well, let's a we'll... scale of shit. Oh, oh. <laughs> two on the nose, Joan. I'm gonna have to give you a penalty, but two on the nose. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want Dave Matthews listening to the most popular podcast and accidentally getting his feelings hurt. So I'm not gonna talk about that. But he might write a killer song about it. He might a good hurt feeling song that'll turn into a four hour jam. And a... Lyrically, it'll be terrible, but musically, um, it's fantastic. But yeah, no, the violin will be good. Um, <laughs> when I was at Hampshire, 
uh, and did a show in the basement of my dorm, and there were no comics but me, and then like sometimes people who come from Boston that I'd met, mm-hmm. I would try to just get random people who I thought were funny to like tell a story or do improv or whatever it was, and sort of in the the thing that came out of that ethos was anything that I did that like worked as a comedy thing and made an audience laugh was mm-hmm. fine, you know whether it was stand up or whether it was reading a letter or a fake diary or whatever it was. You know, so sort of from that, and then afterwards when I moved to Boston and did comedy there, it, it's still reflected in my act where basically as long as it works, like like as long as it, it's funny, it's fine to do. Mm-hmm. As opposed to, I think, the stereotype of alternative comedy is like someone coming out with like a flute and making some noises and being like, <laughs> you don't get me, this is existential. Yeah, like, like, like daring the audience to laugh at yeah. it. Yeah. I dare you to laugh at this. And, and that isn't, like to me, it's just simply you're doing different stuff in alternative spaces yeah. and like you know and it, it's it, but it's funny like it's still comedy it's not like it's um uh, obscure like references in art or you know what I mean right. like it, it's meant to be comedy it's meant to be funny so I think as long as people laugh um then it's fine why well, I, I mean I Hey everybody, we have our 10 minutes till show, that's 10 minutes till show. Thanks guys. We're going to push it 5 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that, that's, that's part of the ambiance right there. Yeah, I'm out of here in 10 minutes. Wow. microphone. Jonah's out of there in 10 minutes. Well. Um, Alright, well so, we probably need to wrap this up in a second so the show can start and we're not loudly talking back yeah. here uh, during Jonah's set, but... Um, I assume EugeneMerman.com I've, I've, yeah, yeah. Is there another site or do you have a side blog or you, did, Just EugeneMerman.com Where I do have a blog uh, And I have Twitter feeds Do you still um, have the baby picture singing? <laughs> I do, you can still click on it I have like a blog but also the baby picture is still there Okay, and then at EugeneMerman on, on Twitter Yeah, yeah well, I it's I'm so I'm I'm glad we're friends and I'm it makes me yeah. happy to like watch people that I've known for a long time like really start, you know, like getting recognition and, mm-hmm. and having people because then, then I always feel like, Yes, this is exactly what I have known, you know? And it's right. nice it's Thanks. nice A that I'm not an idiot, selfishly. Uh-huh. And B that uh, that other people are getting to share in that experience too. Um, yeah. So thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank Eugene you very Merman. much for having me. Eugene Merman's on Twitter at Eugene yeah. Merman. Probably Follow also on Facebook. Me. Yes, you I have LinkedIn. Facebook. Are you LinkedIn? I am actually on LinkedIn. I get so many LinkedIn invitations. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm afraid of it. I'm afraid oh, really? of it too. Well, how else are you going to recommend man. a graphic designer? That's true. <laughs> how else will you find the right programmer for your? We'll start hitting you up for LinkedIn Whatever. contact. Can oh you, my god! Can you help me out here? I just I, I can't need wait. that entry. To get a bunch of weird business people. I need a pa- I need a Pakistani app developer. I need an HR ah. person. <laughs> I actually do need an HR. <laughs> I need to fire people in the audience gently. <laughs> so it's not working out right now. You and yeah. Eugene are not on the same page, What's and your... we're gonna go in another direction. Yeah. Uh, All right. Well, good night. I love you. Thank you. Bye. Transition. All right. So, uh, we also, uh, we noticed in the room, um, two chipper, very happy. Yes. Um, These guys are delightful. Youths. Yeah. Peppy, I would say. Peppier than normal. Yeah. Extra peppy. Little, uh... What's your guys' secret? Why are you so happy? Oh, boy. We just, uh, <laughs> we take a drug called Sunshine in the morning, and, uh... <laughs> and, we... and the moon at night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> we 
we came ready to play, Chris. We're always ready. Put me in, coach. Are you trying to? Uh, I think. I think what happened was they heard the uh, Tom Lennon slide whistle episode. Oh yes, very popular. Like, yes. We love slide. We whistles. do love the slide really, whistle. It's a really fun way to, to you know make friends when you're out at uh, yeah. you know an auto show or uh, you know a uh, <laughs> any sort of auto, uh, auto show is real popular with the slide, whistle, slide whistle show. Slide whistle show. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also gonna say just a fun way to whistle. You can do it with your mic. I'm Gideon Lamb. Hello, Gideon Hello. Lamb. Hello, is this right here? Yes. My name is Jeremiah Smallchild. You don't have to get that close <laughs> to it, Jeremiah. Um, okay. This is God's Pottery. Hello, um, hello, hello, listeners. Hello, listeners. Hello, America. Hello, downloaders. Hello, a group of uh, a couple of uh, <laughs> Christian <laughs> Christian youths that we saw. They were playing some songs outside, and we said, "Hey, you guys should come in and." Oh, uh, so nice of you. And you yeah. know, like, and be a part of the podcast. Yeah. Oh, thank yeah, you. We're really thrilled to be a part of it. Thank you very much. Yeah, we're pretty jazzed. We're we're it's like the radio from space. It is like space radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like space radio, but it's not live, so no one can actually hear you right now. Okay. I mean, they can when they hear this. Okay. But I mean, right now, this is not being piped out live. Slow down, Professor. I'm sorry. No, I, I get a little ahead of myself. I like the nerdy stuff, but um, so you know, like, do we have just a little bit of backstory on you guys. Like, what I, are you? You know what? We are old friends. We are from the Midwest. Uh-huh. Uh, we. Uh, I've been to there. Sure. Yeah. Great. And uh, Great. we. Uh, you know, we were friends for life, really. We yeah. both went to Christ Our Leader College. Mm-hmm. Uh, I majored in uh, non-contact sports. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I majored in Christian practicality in the everyday, every day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, just our love of, of singing and strumming. And uh, Where is Christ Our Leader College? It's, oh, in, it's the in the Midwest. Midwest. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. You've probably played okay. there. You guys have probably played there. Probably not there. in like your town, USA. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Are you there? Are you guys a couple? Or are you together? We're a couple of fun guys. We're a couple of uh, uh, laugh smilers. No, he's, he's he's asking whether about our homosexualness. Yeah. Frequent misconceptions. No, we are not. We are not. Uh, no, sir. We are not in that uh, in that way. Uh, what we are are two bachelors who just love women. And uh, we but your T-shirt women. does say virginity rocks. Well, it does, and uh, I do subscribe to that belief. Those we, are not mutually exclusive. Yeah, look, we mistake. love. Women, we love uh, the idea of being with a woman abstractly. And, you know, we love women so much that we are not willing to settle, you know? Right. We are waiting for Mrs. and Mrs. Wright. And if that means that we have to just keep living together in our one bedroom uh, with the bunk beds and the cereal every morning, then that's, that's just the way it's going to be. Yeah. What's the, uh, what kind of cereal do you enjoy? Oh, Raisin Bran. Well, we make it. We, we make also it. We make, make a lot it. of our own cereal. cereal. Yeah, 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 out of twigs and acorns and stuff that sure, we sure. find. And, yeah. So and, the uh, Lord provides you with cereal yep. meat. And we like to use goat's milk as well. Yeah. So Okay. Yeah, nice. Wonderful. Yeah. Isn't goat an evil animal, though? Uh, in the wrong hands, it can be, yeah. but that can be said about anything. But when you use jello or whatever. When you, you use the goat's whatever. milk, you are making the goat be giving. It's we're, you know, we're getting it involved in that dynamic of, 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 of you know, Christian giving. Yeah. Do, you, do you remember the end of Star Wars when Darth Vader became, when he took off the robot hat and he became Anakin Skywalker? <laughs> I think do you that, remember that? There's, there's good I think in that might have been the wow. end of Jedi, Return of the mm-hmm. Jedi. I remember that's that That's what part. I mean, the Star Wars. Well, we watch all three straight through. Oh, know? so <laughs> that's, what, that's what he means. So there's good in everything, yeah. even if there's a bad, misbehaving goat. Maybe take off the robot head. Maybe take, some, <laughs> take off the robot head and enjoy some of that satanic tit milk. I was okay. wondering. Oh, I'm language, sorry. I didn't mean to. I, I swear. So, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to bring the mood down. But, yeah, the internet's open to anybody, I guess. <laughs> um, I notice. Uh, I notice you have a book there. You oh, guys yeah, have. Yeah, a, yeah, yeah, we're very proud of this book we wrote recently. It's mm-hmm. called "What Would God's Pottery Do?" The the subtitle: "The Ultimate Guide to Surviving Your Teens and/or Being Successful." Yeah. Exclamation point. 
Exclamation point. Yeah. There are a lot of exclamation points in this book. I'll bet. Yeah. Your faces look like exclamation points. Yeah. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Like, actually, the compliments. No, you're actually wearing the same outfits that you're wearing on the cover as well. Yeah, That's... Mm-hmm. yeah it's kind of our go-to uh, go-to uh, uniform. Yeah. Uh, wear it uh, pretty much all around town. We do have different different outfits. We've got sleepwear. Uh, we mm-hmm. like to wear. Yeah, uh, Jeremiah had a, a lovely a lovely woman made him sleepwear in the in the style of his tri you know tricolored shirt. So yeah, uh, great. We have photos yeah. of that in the book actually. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, you guys wear sandals. Is that a nod to? Uh, the big Christ. man. That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. J Dog. <laughs> well, you know, it started as a nod to the big man, uh, and then I discovered that everyone should use the big toe loop. I mean, it's just such a great way to control your sandal. Uh, and uh, Jeremiah goes. Uh, For me, I like the socks because you know you step outside in the autumn. You don't. Do you not get cold wearing short khaki shorts and no, sandals? I run because it's run literally like hot. thirty degrees My outside. My body in New runs York. very, very hot. Okay. And, uh, I've just always, it's, it's the way he made me. So, uh, so, you, so you're constantly running a fever. You might be sick. I, I don't know. I don't know. I get, I get sort of flushed and uh, sometimes I see, well, you know what happened when I was a child? This is actually when I discovered uh, Christ. Okay. Um, I was, I tried to fly as a lot of kids did after they saw the Superman movie and uh, I fell out a window and I landed on <laughs> my head Superman. and it was right after I, I landed on the back of my head that I started having these visions of Jesus. You know, and, uh, similarly, that's how time travel was invented. Yeah, did you see uh, a flux capacitor? Right? Well, were uh, you trying to hang a clock when you were flying? Uh, yeah. You slipped on the basin. No, slipped on the toilet. Yeah, when you came to oh, it, with this. Yeah. Oh, I know. It's 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 Doc Hollywood. Yep, yep, yep. yep. <laughs> Yep. That's a Michael Doc Fox Hollywood. movie. That yeah. was Michael Fox's Michael Doc Hollywood. Hollywood before he began with sure. his disease. No, uh, he's so brave. He began. He really with his is. Disease. Yeah. Um, well, I don't think he took that on like a role. I think that may have just happened. Well, well, he would. Uh, he would make a great person with that disease, though, in a movie, even. I guess. He, sure. Yeah. Who yeah. would play it better than Mike? Fox. I couldn't help That's but uh, notice that you have. Um, a, uh, a guitar, sure. a left-handed guitar, actually. Yeah, left-handed. It's a little. It's it's kind of it's a sore sore spot for me. Uh, left hand is the sinister hand. hand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you feel like that? That God has challenged you. Yeah, he has. Jeremiah is trying to get me to learn righty, um, but I'm really not good at it. And he, there's a lot of scolding that goes on in our lessons. So. I like to let him know that he was just born a little bit wrong. Well, okay. <laughs> you know, I'm trying my best. Um, um, so, ooh, someone's at the door. Oh. Sorry, recording a podcast in here. <laughs> yeah. I'm so sorry. That's okay. Well, you know it's live entertainment here. Sure. Hey, look at that. Oh, oh someone oh, got a comic so hat. Nice. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you, John. <laughs> John's guys, comics. Great. So what you get when you start performing in comedy clubs, you get hats wow. with comedy club names <laughs> no, on. Make sure to tie oh, part of that. that would, Do I, would I actually have to cut a piece of this off? I would say cut off the back flap right there. Well, the back flap is how I size it to my head. Mm, so I'm supposed to donate well, a good all, sizing to the Lord? It's, uh, it's you know... It's a donation okay. to a greater cause. So, uh, all right. Well, I'll will tear this off and give this uh, to now. How do I know I'm giving it to the Lord? Who do I just throw it in the air? Oh, just, just 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 drop it in any drop church. Drop it in a plate. Yeah. Church. Dro- so drop, drop a torn church. clothing in a church and be like, here's. Try your... to avoid the Catholic churches, but any church. <laughs> oh, okay. Sure. All right. Well, I mean, I went to Catholic school, but I, I'm okay. Oh, that. that's oh, wonderful. Good. That's a good start. Oh, good for you. Yeah. yeah. yeah Thanks. That's a good Thanks. start. I appreciate that. Yeah. I I, I would love. Uh, I would. If you guys would you play oh, a song? We would love to. We'd like to play a few songs because we do primarily sing about the issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are a youth-oriented outfit, mm-hmm. and uh, there are three songs that we don't get to play a lot. Sure, we thought yeah, we'd give them yeah. a shot. And here you know today. what? Please, the, the, the youth of today—they're into little bite-sized nuggets. You know, they, their attention spans are, are a little short. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're trying to accommodate 
you know, to their taste while still giving them a message. It's okay. sort of, uh, you know, a little bit of sugar in the in the medicine. Yeah, yeah. please. Uh, what, what is this? What is this, what is this song called? Well, this first one is for all of our friends, our Latin American friends. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you know, they're they're good people. They, uh, I think, Mexicans Proud are the leading exporters of smiles. <laughs> <laughs> and this they the put the I can in Mexican. <laughs> oh, good. That's good. These, these days, they're the leading importers of smiles. Like the way they sneak it in here. It's just. Uh, oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. Just, yeah, I, we love America, and they do too. I <laughs> This All is right. a song we wrote to all of them, and it's called Congratulatinos. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. And. Ay, Jesus, tu soy mi amigo. Tu soy un amigo de la mundo. We need you more than ever. So, so there we go. <laughs> that was the whole song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. these are all really just short songs. Short but sweet. So it's, uh, it just said... Um, Ay, Jesus. It's, it's, oh, it's in Spanish. Spanish. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I get the other it's language. So, so basically yeah. you're saying, yeah. oh, Jesus, you're my friend? Yep. Yes. You're, you're yes. a friend of the world, and we need you more than ever because yeah. there's a that lot of trouble. That part in English, if yeah. that sounds familiar. But we say, it with okay. it, we need you more than ever. We, we, we say it with our... Oh, you roll your tongue to make it more... Yeah. Yeah. To make it more authentic. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, and we another one here. Uh, boy, girls, w- yeah. women, women, girls, yeah. and women. Yeah. We really support them in their cause. And uh, well, we, what is that cause? Would you say? Well, just getting we what they deserve. Equal. You know, it kind of goes back yeah. to the original Adam and Eve. You know, and sure. Eve took the first yeah. risk and kind of messed things up a little bit. <laughs> so, so you feel like so you feel like ever since then it's all like a lot of stuff. It's just women's they, fault. They've had a, well, they no, they've well, had a lot of yeah. a lot of people have blamed them for 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 more than they're responsible for. That's right. And know? we actually and wrote this song to let them know that they're okay. And yeah. in fact, the title of the song is "Women Are People Too." Oh, good. Well, yeah. uh, they'll be thrilled to know that. Here we go. <laughs> and. It's been tough out there, just trying to get by. You made strides in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. (laughs) And no matter how many college degrees or careers you have, you will always be my pretty lady. That's, that's, that's really actually nice. pretty nice. Yeah, that is. Because it's is, just yeah. no, whatever they achieve or yeah. don't achieve, boy, they're pretty, pretty, keep on, pretty to look at. And, keep on trying, because yeah. you're always going to be pretty. That's <laughs> wow. That's yeah. really that, nice. That's a really, say. that's a really yeah. Swedish message. What a nice oh, nod yeah. to the glass ceiling, you know? Yeah. 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 Now, do you sure. find that uh, you know when you guys when you guys perform that women are you know do you have groupies? Sometimes, yeah. We have had we some do. difficult situations. Uh, you know, let's come hang say, out, let's have a diet yeah. soda, mm-hmm. let's have a second diet soda. Sure, and then oh, let's the have a second or third hug, yeah. and it's yeah. like, hey, hugging's good, but yeah. you've got to be careful, because, yeah. you know, sometimes it's How a gateway hug, a hug, and, you're, you know, and then you get into something else. It stops being you know? a hug. Have you guys ever heard of the Christian side hug? It's uh, no, it's, it's, it's like you just hug like you know next to yeah, somebody. So your genitals, just the one arms, so your genitals yeah. don't face each other. You kind of steer them out oh, like a rudder. Yeah, it's a, a good idea. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, yeah. that's for you guys. Take that back. Can we? Yeah, yeah that's uh, that yeah. could have gotten us out of some uh, get it to the situations. Yes, indeed. <laughs> and also, maybe it be a new way for you guys to you know hug each other in your own lives. Oh, that would so be that wonderful. No, yeah, mix it up a little. No friction. Sure. We're always we're always looking for new ways to hug each other. Is it not okay? Is it not okay to masturbate or anything? It is not. 
not okay. That's, you don't have time uh, to do that song. Slam dunk on yeah. that one. Yeah. <laughs> what are you, Michael Jordan? <laughs> Shoots, he scores. We're not going to do it now, but we do have a song called The Beast with One Back that's all about the difficult issue of masturbation. And so if people wanted to hear that song, where would they where would they go? Do you have a do you have a web? Oh, well, godspottery.com is where it's a good repository for all our all our stuff and your messages. Yeah, and uh, we you know we're on Twitter and uh, Twitter. Good. Uh, God's Pottery is the the handle, and yeah. you know we try Please. to just you know comment on the issues of today and pay homage to uh, you know those who have passed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're also on Facebook, so if you want to just hang out online, check sure. out some snaps, some photos. Uh, How do you guys feel about MySpace. poking on Facebook? Oh, uh, oh <clears throat> the Facebook poking. It's a uh, it's a slippery slope. That's, oh, yeah. uh, that's that's the problem we have. It's uh, you know you start with one poke and then you got a super poke. Uh, <laughs> we are uh, we are poke buddies. Let's not let's be clear about that. Jeremiah and Gideon are definitely poke buddies. Sure, but uh, oh but, you really? Know, sure, oh, yeah. sure. It's okay. just a function on Facebook. You oh, I'm sorry. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, good, wonderful. Well, um, do you? I think you have one more song that uh, well, we just wanted to do it's one a, more. It's a cover, actually. To, uh, yeah, we, we a, don't do only originals, no, and in no. fact, uh, there's a lot of material out there that isn't that cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, there's a lot in the Christian canon, a lot of old carols, Christmas mm-hmm, carols right? and the like, uh, that are just beautiful songs. But the kids today, mm, you know, it's a little old for them. Yeah. Right. So, so what you, we like to do is some uh, of those Christmas carols, and it's a it comes a snooze fest. Yeah. So, you, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. so we say, hey, let's 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 wake it up. Let's yeah, wake it up. Let's wake it up. So we do is we take the the the, the song. And we put cool new lyrics to it to, oh, to, to great. make it sort of hip for the kids. Yeah. So, this so is, like uh, a Christian Weird Al kind of a thing. Oh, no. Yeah, okay, but, but, uh, but our not work weird. is more serious. Not weird. It's more yeah. like... More like, uh, like Christian important, Al. Important Yankovic. Al. Sure. I'd, say, uh, I'd say important Al. Okay. Yeah. Important yeah. Al, Yankovic. Uh, yeah. And this one is, if you all are familiar with the song Away in a Manger, which, mm-hmm. you, which you should be, yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we uh, re-lyricize... Oh, a cooler that, uh, version of it. Imagine if Jesus was a pretty cool fellow. Yeah, check it out. He is. He is. But in modern times. But imagine like a goatee and a pony. Well, just one. Extra ah, Jesus. Exactly. Here we go. And. Away in a rock club that's packed to the max. The awesome Lord Jesus strapped on his sweet axe. The girls in the crowd all swooned while he played. The awesome Lord Jesus would surely get lots of new friends that night. Yeah, and that's, and that's, that's what really it's really about. <laughs> that's what it's all about. Making friends. Going to the club and, and getting lots of new friends. And maybe side-hugging somebody. Yeah. Uh, now, that was dangerously just, close to rock and roll, I think. Well, you know, we do like to live on the edge a bit. Uh, you know, we like to rock out, not too hard. But uh, we grew up on some tough stuff, you sure. know, Simply Red and Loggins and Messina. So we, we're no we're no strangers to yeah. you know, some of the more. What do you think about you know like current? Hip hop and rap groups. We so. support urban music. We do, and we urban absolutely people. Absolutely support urban people. Well, what and are urban, urban people? What do you What do you mean, urban people? Oh, just people who live in the cities. People it's are very a, urban. You can tell. It's, a, it's an urban. It's I mean, a, it's we're, a technically, fine, we're, technically, we're technically in a city, so we're all urban. Well, sure, well, sure. But it's a when you it's a fine line uptown, uh, like into Harlem, they sure. get a little more urban. It's you mean black people. Well, no, not just. Uh, I certainly look. Let's be clear. We have many black friends. Oh, yeah. we, uh, really? Oh, mm-hmm. the Reverend Wesley Tree Crotch. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Just a wonderful man. Sure. Runs uh, the congregation uptown in Harlem. Wears a bright blue suit. Just a powerful, strong oh, yeah. man. He's got a great baritone voice. <laughs> just fills up the room. I think he played football in high school. He was a he he's was. a big fellow. Yeah, and you wouldn't want to get on his bad side. And a friend of he's ours. He's a black man. And his yeah. blackness is not a big deal. So. It's well. That's generous. Yeah. That's yeah. very generous. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you guys, well, we don't see color except for rainbows. Oh, 
That's beautiful. If we see one color, we see them all. <laughs> That's good too. Right? Are, so you, you're a fan of rainbows. We yes. sure are. We get high on rainbows. Do you feel weird that the uh, homosexual culture has co-opted the rainbow? You know what? It's okay. There's enough to go around. Yeah, there are plenty. There are always new rainbows being made. Well, yeah, so you uh, wouldn't just share the rainbow because that's more of a spirit of no, no, no. We, we would like rain. to share it. But... Rainbows are free. I think there are enough for everybody. Yeah. Can you share something free? I mean, that's the question. Mm. Yes, I think is the answer. We always try to. We do. We do try to. <laughs> well, this, this has been delightful, and I'm so oh, glad I asked too. you guys to come in, and you know, we get to help spread your message. And thank you people, so much. And people thank should, you for well, having you us. Weirdly touched my leg. I'm there. sorry. I didn't mean for that to be uh, weird. It's. Uh, it's just a. It was just when we make friends, we like to grab them a little, See, and, and now there's grabbing and shaking, and, and honestly, the, the tip of your finger got really high oh, on my leg. That just time. kidding, wow. Chris. Oh. It's just, it's just a yeah. We, we just make up games. How high can I grab your thigh? Oh, yeah, that's a good, <laughs> fun, weird game. I don't know it's if you guys do well. You play it together? Yeah. yeah. Are there, is there tickle fighting? Is there... Oh sure. We like to play who can stand the closest. Yeah. Oh, that's a great. Oh, wow. We often play a game called Who Loves Jesus More. Yeah. Uh, which can that can get a little heated. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I usually win, but uh, <laughs> well, uh, people should pick up your book. Uh, what would God's pottery do? By yeah. Gideon Lamb and Jeremiah Smallchild, the ultimate guide to surviving your teens and or being successful. That's Maybe right. Both. Which Maybe is available in bookstores, and I imagine sure. on uh, Amazon. Everywhere, yeah. everywhere, yeah. everywhere fine books everywhere. are sold. It's sure. available virtually everywhere and everywhere virtual. So, <laughs> oh boy, here we go. As you, uh, you know, any just a final message for the for the teens out there before we before we let you go? You, you know, know, we got a show coming up here, yeah. but. Uh, if it, you know, come and see us, or, or just hang out. Just keep downloading and having fun, and just believe it. And every time you smile, a boy with no feet can run a mile. That's a gorgeous wow. way to end the show. I think so. Thank you, guys. Thank you. I hope we can give care. Feetless boys smile running. Thank you very much. The end. <laughs> Now leaving Nerdist.com. Nancy's love story could have been ripped right out of the pages of one of her own novels. She was a romance mystery writer who happens to be married to a chef. But this story didn't end with a happily ever after. When I stepped into the kitchen, I could see that Chef Brophy was on the ground, and I heard somebody say, call 911. As writers, we'd written our share of murder mysteries. So when suspicion turned to Dan's wife, Nancy, we weren't that surprised. The first person they look at would be the spouse. We understand that's usually the way they do it. But we began to wonder, had Nancy gotten so wrapped up in her own novels... There are murders in all of the books. ...that she was playing them out in real life? You can listen to Happily Never After, Dan and Nancy, early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts.